Is business just business or is business personal? It's your boy Mason, the host of the Lunch Break Podcast. Let's get it. In honor of Kobe Bryant, each episode will be around 24 minutes. And each guest you can expect to be from different industries and careers. But the main focus is business is business or is business is personal. Let's get into this episode. What's going on, Mary Ellie? How you doing today? I am amazing. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. So, uh, you know, part of the brand, part of the culture, you know, we always ask people, what what do you like to eat for brunch? Ooh, okay. So this is kind of hard because I am a breakfast person, but I don't eat breakfast anymore. So brunch is definitely mm. like my favorite thing now because it's like I still can eat breakfast and lunchtime. Um, so my favorite thing, I'll be honest with you, is uh, a burger with hash brown and eggs. Praise. <laughs> with bacon. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's so good. It's like literally everything that I love in one thing because I love burgers. I'm obsessed. That's another conversation. And then the fact that I can still incorporate the egg and the hash brown into the sandwich mm. with bacon and avocado. Yeah. Like the right. whole thing is just like. Yeah. You know, so for me, oh is my, yeah, we have the identical answer, like, but a little different. So for me, I do like. The, a hamburger for brunch, but with the egg over easy on top of it, with okay. bacon, lettuce, okay. all that stuff, um, and a mimosa on the side, um, <laughs> and sweet potato fries as well. Um, so our answer is the same. Okay, so I do ask my friends this question, and I feel like, okay. you know, we cool peoples. No, we people. Um, okay, okay. I wasn't doing this if I wasn't, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay, rank these from one, two, three, right? So, uh, burger, taco, pizza. Ooh, how would you rank that's horrible how would you rank what's one what's two what's three? Oh my god for I'm you bad. for you personally <laughs> okay definitely burger one uh burgers are very nostalgic to me uh uh because it brings it reminds me of my dad my dad and me when i was little he would always every when i was in high school and middle school and elementary he would in the summer he would always make me burgers and he, okay. or hot dogs so that was the thing he'd come in my room or wherever I was at he'd be like do you want a hot dog or a hamburger so my whole life I was growing up all summer eating way too much burger meat <laughs> which I do not <laughs> recommend doing that to your children but right. Um, right, right, right that's what I did so that's the one thing uh burgers is always going to be number one because it's nostalgic and it reminds me of my father and then fuck that's the thing you can't do that to me yeah, yeah. so now pizza. so now yeah taco pizza so what's second taco or pizza you gotta choose. You gotta you gotta rank that joint. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna say taco, taco. So taco is second. So why is pizza third and not second? Because I'm Latina, and you know I gotta stick with my peoples. <laughs> mm. Okay, okay, okay. I respect it. I respect it. Like, okay. Plus, I've been on a taco kick lately. Uh, okay. Looking okay. for like real authentic tacos, and um. I think that's the other reason. But I love pizza. That's the thing, too. You know, I grew up in Detroit with deep dish and all that stuff. And then, you know, I was traveling mm. for um, work in New York. So then I fell in love with New York pizza. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's why. All right, all right. So for me, real quick. So for me, it's um, it's burger, pizza, taco. See, for me, burgers are glorious. Like, there's nothing better 
than a well-made burger. You feel me? So I can tell you all the good spots in the United States, by the way, because <laughs> I was going to do a, a burger blog at one point because I was obsessed. I was like, you know what? Let me just, I'm traveling for work. Let me find the best burgers in each city and just make a blog about it. Never did the blog, but I definitely still went and found the best burgers. Okay. Um, and the best burger I've ever had in my life was in Chicago. Really? I can't remember the name because it's uh, it's in downtown Chicago. It's called Cavalier. I might have to pull up in Chicago. I, I saved it in my Yelp. And then the second best burger place I've ever had is in D.C. And it's called Duke's Groceries. Mm. Okay. okay, 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 so okay. Good. I remember I walked into the place and I had seen it. And it was like, it was like, oh, this is the best burger place in D.C. And then when I got there, the late, the women in the kitchen looked just like my mother. And there was about five of them. And I was like, this shit's going to be fire. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, okay. What about, what about Brooklyn or uh, Texas? I got friends so, there. You know, what's funny is I had a friend of mine who took me to like one of the best burger places in New York and I yeah. didn't like it. Mm, okay, I, I respect, understood, respect. I understood the technique behind it, which I appreciated. It was like a dry burger and it was like aged and all this stuff. But to okay, me, okay, okay. Like, the, so if you actually go back in history with burgers, I've done like my research on this, is okay. burgers actually used to be a flat ass patty that was burnt it was it's weird so if we were to compare it to its original state of what it should actually be like then i would understand but we're not in those times anymore we're in 2021 so that's why okay is it true okay so i heard i don't know how true this is uh-huh i heard that uh burgers is a german thing Yes. That like it originated in like Germany. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. So it, okay, it originated okay, okay. in Germany and then someone brought it, I think in New York. I'm about to look this up real quick. German, where do burgers come from? Because I remember I was yeah, like because, curious about this. Yeah, because like um, locally there's a German joint downtown. It's called Unter something. Um, and it's on East Avenue here in Rochester, New York. And that, yo, it's that burger's Germany. off the chain. Yeah, it is so off the chain. They make that thing perfectly perfectly so and if you're telling me chicago changed. got it if oh, you're chicago, telling me chicago is popping but you have to go so there's two different places of birth so the same company has two separate entities it's like the same mm. company but like one is right. in i can't remember what neighborhood but it's more like in the suburbs or whatever of chicago and then the other one's downtown you have to go to the one downtown because the one downtown okay. does not make the same burger as the one in the suburbs got you completely two different burgers all right, two different wavelengths. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Because when I went okay. to the second place, was I was like, "Oh, it's the same burger." I was like, "No, it's not." I and I waited. <laughs> I've never in my life waited two hours for a burger, and it was the best two hours I've ever wasted of my life. Right, right, right. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. Okay, let's kick into this content real quick. Okay. Um. All right. So you be, you know, you be doing your thing on social media, especially Instagram. Um. You just showed me a TikTok video. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and you know, people be running out of ideas. So. In your profile, you mentioned you make posting on social fun. How do you, what's your mindset on like posting on social media? Being, being yourself. Even all the weirdness that you don't want to show people. Mm. So living and doing that, like being, that's the thing. I, I went through this last year. I was like, I thought my whole life, I was like, yo, I'm authentic. I'm a hundred percent honest. And I am, <laughs> I'm loyal. I'm honest. I'm like, I am, right. I am, I will gas Keep myself it above, up. Right. I am that person. Like I will never, I'm a loyal ass person. That's who I am. I'm a loyal ass bitch. Like Naomi Campbell <laughs> one time. Um, but 
I, I went through this phase where I thought I was like really living authentically myself. But the thing is, you're not living authentically yourself if you're always worried about someone else's judgment on what you're doing. And that can so even true. go with content creating, right? Like sometimes we post content and we're so singular, like, okay, is someone going to like it? What if people don't like it? Fuck it. They don't like it. This is your life. Like once you start understanding, like, this is your life and some people might gravitate to it and some people might not. And you kind of get over that. And I'm still working through that, right? Like, I'm not perfect. There are times where I want to post something and I don't. But then I'm like, I do this thing now where I go, if I'm 90, am I going to regret not being 100% authentically myself in the moment when I made the video or I made the text or whatever? And it's always 99.9% of the time I say I'm going to regret it. Um, And just being able to like step into that and even like let people see like the funny side of me, because I think people did see the funny side of me, but not a hundred percent has liberated me so much. Like I'm not the same bitch I was last year. (laughs) Like not at all. Yeah. You know, I think, I think you have a point because, you know, people have, and I got a poem about this, like people feel tempted to, you know, look glamorous on social media. Yeah. Or make the perfect post or it has to be just show in this perfect color scheme and all that stuff. It's, it's not about that. No, it's not. And then it's not about thing, that. One thing I learned from Gary Vee recently, like maybe about like it's, I think maybe like three or four months ago, not even. Um, he said, and it just clicked for me. He's like, uh, content is subjective. And what I mean by that is I could be drinking this coffee and someone in Japan thinks that me drinking this coffee is interesting, but someone in America might think it's stupid it doesn't matter because like we all don't find the same things interesting. Right. Like there's a lot of people that love, um, what's that stupid show that everyone watches. And I know I said stupid and people are going to come for me, but I don't care. (laughs) Um, What is that one show that they put the little girl? Oh my God. It's too graphic. It was on HBO. Everyone was obsessed with it. You know, I didn't watch it. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because yeah. Cause I don't really watch TV like that. If I do it watch TV, so it's, much- a, it's a, it's a, uh, I usually watch the Netflix joint or, you know what I'm saying? Like documentaries and things of that nature. But if it ain't Netflix, it's a high percentage I see it. Um, I don't even remember. It was an the HBO only reason show. I subscribed to Disney Plus was for the Mandalorian joint. Yo, all, why do that all show is like popular. that? All the guys like Yo, that show. Every listen, dude. I don't know listen, what it is. Every guy likes that show. I think it's, it's like, he number one, he got swag, first of all. Secondly, um, you know, I think that 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 saying, this is the way, uh-huh, it just has a ring to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like no clue. <laughs> I don't know, man. He just he just got swag. He yeah. be walking around like dangerous happening, he just cruising. He ain't even running like that. I don't know. I saw I saw a couple episodes of it. I was like, oh, this is cute. Um, it's called <laughs> Game of cute. Thrones. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I heard of it. Right? I heard of it. I heard of it. There's so many people that like that show. I never got into it. I just couldn't. It was just like, mm. nah, I'm okay, right? But there's so many love fans of it. People are heartthrob fans of it. So I think that once people start trying to be like this picture perfect cutty person that they think that they need to be to the world and they really are themselves, they will they will shine. You, right. I mean, like, let's just be honest. People are not drawn to people who are fake. No social media because eventually that nope. shit comes out and then people are like I don't want nothing to do with you because you've been lying to me this whole time right yeah people yep, yep, are yep. drawn to authentic people 
who are honest and show their flaws and say like, Hey, I'm not perfect. That's one of the main reasons why I refuse to put filters on my photos. And I refuse mm. to do all this. Like, don't get me wrong. There are times that I edit the coloring of a photo, but I will never alter my face to look flat or look like without discoloration because right, that right, right, right. Is who I am. I am not a perfect model. And that's one of the reasons why I never really gravitated towards Instagram. Um, I gravitated a lot towards TikTok and I still do is because on TikTok, mm. people are very accepting of who you are. Yes, yeah, I do get true. comments. I've posted that's them true. before on Instagram. Um, but people resonate with me more on TikTok because they're like, oh, this girl's just being herself. This is who she is. She owns a jewelry brand. She's funny. She, she loves clothes. She loves, right. you know, she's for the people. It's like all these different things. And I can be that. But I feel like on Instagram, people are like, I don't want to see that. Why are you mm. here? Very judgmental. And it's just like, not my vibe. Okay. Yeah. So I noticed you talked about Instagram. You talked about TikTok. You feel TikTok. You're able to be authentic. People vibe with that Instagram. And what's your thoughts on Facebook? Uh, or you got are you off or you off that joint the only reason facebook is going to last is because of all the other countries that utilize it in order to uh bring awareness to their business and what i mean by that is when i was in guatemala uh, about in 2019 that is literally how you found places to go and eat was because oh, they wow. don't have a yelp they don't have a they don't have yelp they don't oh, have okay okay, you know, okay okay all these different apps to help you you go people would say oh check my facebook out my facebook my facebook and that's how you were mm. able to see if a restaurant was good or how to get to some place hey. like it was no there is no yelp there is okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay and um, then so, so you're yeah. saying okay so you're saying in the u.s i personally feel that facebook is a dinosaur i, I tell that to people i feel like it's not People still use it, but it ain't. It's like the grandma, grandpa of social media now in the yes. U.S., in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Now, so be on the same page on that. What is your thoughts on Clubhouse? The new, the new uh, joint? So I will be, this is my opinion. You know, I'm not right or wrong. Um, I think Clubhouse is a really great platform in order for you to get your name out there very quickly. Okay. Um, I mean, I grew my following on there to 2K and it, the only reason it stopped is because I realized that I was putting way too much work into this. Um, and now that everything is opening back up, you know, I'm noticing a, a decrease in even the people that I met on there not even being on there anymore. And we just chat on Instagram. Um, I mean, prime example is you and me right now, right? Like we were, hey. I didn't contact you through Clubhouse. I caught, I contacted you through Instagram and Right. I think that there are going to be a lot of different events that will foster from people on Clubhouse. Um, I have my own room. It's called International Connections. And the point of it was to uh, join people from different uh, walks of the world and just share different stories of like where they live, where they've traveled, all that kind of stuff. I think that when everything opens back up, that'll be beneficial to people who are traveling in different countries who are like, hey, I'm at this place. Like, hey, International Connections, who lives in New Zealand? Oh, I live in New Zealand. What's a great place to eat? Great. I can meet you there, right? Like little right. connections like that. Um, right, 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 right. But I don't, I don't, I think in the next two years, it'll be gone. Just like kind of like Vine. Mm. Um, okay, so when I think of, when I think of, uh, when I think of Clubhouse, um, I definitely think that it's, it's, it's relevant now because of the circumstance. Yes. 
I do feel like once things open up, it's it's I even things not even fully open up here, but I'm on it less. Right. I think I'm the first I think the first two weeks it was very interesting. It was different, but then I'm like, okay, you know, we're what having I mean? the same conversations. Right. You're having the same conversations mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, cool. And then like you said, there's no way to DM someone. I kind of yeah. appreciate that feature, but it's like I wish there was a way to direct call someone like it I guess it lacks the follow-up I think yeah. it's a good introduction like you said meet new people this and a third but how do you sustain a relationship okay now I'm on you know you got like you said Instagram so I feel like it's popping right now but like yeah I don't know if it has necessarily fade into years we kind of don't see eye to eye on that part um because of the I find that people who use accessible um things you know, if they're, uh, they have like a disability or something like that, they enjoy the app. So I think yes. there, there's a market play there. Um, but I think it would yeah. be really great for conferences to utilize uh, in the future. So if someone can't make it to a conference, they mm-hmm. can listen. So let's just say they're busy, they have kids and they want to go to this women's conference and they can't go. Um, and then having sort of like a membership where you join this group, you pay 20 bucks to be a part of the listening aspect of it. Um, because you can't be in front of the video. And I think that way it'll, it'll grow. Um, it'll be a good asset for conferences, but I don't think that it's going to look at the end of the day, people like interaction, right? People want one-on-one connection. That is why Clubhouse grew because people were trying just to talk to someone (laughs) different besides the people in their house. Um, And the same thing goes like, I mean, Let's just take an example right now as to how people are going crazy. Florida. Mm. Florida literally had to put themselves on eight o'clock curfew because people are going berserk because these kids have been stuck in their house for so long and people need interaction. I don't care what anyone says to me. There is nothing more. There's nothing you cannot, you cannot replace human interaction. There is no way. It doesn't matter if there's a Mm. robot, there is, I don't know how spiritual people are who listen to your podcast, but I'm a very spiritual person and we are all interconnected. And there's a reason why we have all these different things that like when you touch certain things, it makes you electrified and things like that. Mm. Like we crave it and to, to, right. to deny that and think that we can replace it with technology in itself is ignorant. Um, I think that you can replace it to a certain degree. But as I stated before, look at Florida. <laughs> these kids are acting wild because yeah. they're just like, oh my God, I'm now, okay, I get to drink again in public and talk to some people. And like, oh my God, that's, I mean, it's happening everywhere. You know what I mean? There's right. gonna, airlines, let's just, you know, I, I'm a numbers person, right? Stock of airlines is going up because people are already booking their flights to go to the, all these different countries. Like they keep talking about how the it's going to be insane. So um, let's think about it. How, uh, what's it called? What do you call it? The Boston Tea Party. When they mm. What people started doing? making it and then yep. as soon as they were like okay no more boston tea party or whatever the story goes, <laughs> there's images of drawings and painting of people drunk on boats <laughs> like nope. right after they said like okay we guys you guys can drink again people went berserk um they wanted to hang out and drink and talk shit like we're doing right now so. yeah 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 so yeah i do feel like there's going to be a period of time like what you're saying i do feel like once things are opening up more and more people are going to like 
just they're gonna be going out they're gonna be doing their thing they're gonna I'm be doing fun. It now. like i know i know i know like i i do have plans to go to the dr at some point because yeah. um one of my boys who lived in the bronx you know he moved to um dr and now he's still there um and i would love to visit dr but um so it's kind of like but there are people who are super duper cautious Which there are some people though, who even right? there are cautious. some people yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, even when things open up, there are going to be some who, like, you know what, I'm going to stay in the crib. That's you know what I'm saying. I ain't going to even go I, nowhere. I you know what I'm saying? So there will years. be a percentage. Yeah. yeah, there will be a percentage that, like, yo, I'm just staying at the crib. I ain't mm-hmm. going nowhere. And some people are homebodies by nature anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's so, why I think the apples still thrive. And I think it, I give it another two, three years, and people are just going to yeah. be like, I want to go to the conference. I want to be there with all the people because, like, you know what I mean? There's a reason why Tony Robbins sells out of all his when you know all of his shows is because people I've heard like Tony Robbins is a great example of like it's a very good I guess you can say show or just presentation and how people are just interacting with each other and the energy. Um, I've met so many people that tell me like they've gone and they're like it's changed their life and it's because of the interaction. Right. I've never heard someone tell me that they were on a live stream. And it changed their life. <laughs> like they were just right. like, oh, oh right, my God, yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. good. Like I've right. never heard that no. yet. No. And speaking of interaction, right? So like you get a lot of interaction on social, right? People mm-hmm. engage with your content and stuff like that. Is your content like, okay, like people have content calendars and they got, and they automate that joint. Is all your, is you, is it like structure behind your creativity or is more like in the moment or something come to you, you, you do that thing or is it like you chef it up in the moment? Half and half, half and half. Uh, I do structure something. So if it's informational content or content that like, for instance, all of my Instagram for my jewelry brand is all, I did it for the next 30 days. So for the next 30 days, I don't have to worry about posting on there. Right. Um, but when it comes to TikTok, it's like 50, 50, right? So if I'm doing something informative where I'm teaching something, then that is structured and put in a calendar. Uh, but if it's something that's like funny and I'm just like walking around or I'm doing something like last week, I've made a funny TikTok that was like, am I the only one that wants to run through a field of flowers in a pretty dress? It's like asking for a friend. Okay. Thanks. Bye. And like, you know, just funny little things like that. Like that's not scheduled. Right. Um, so yeah, it's 50, 50. Yes, for me, it's probably uh, 60-40. For me, it's like most of the stuff I do is in the moment. Mm -hmm. But I do have like a constant calendar like, oh, I'm going to post Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. But there are moments where like um, where I just post on a fly because and it's like the best content I've put out have been the spontaneous ones. One time I made a post on LinkedIn, it got like 11,000 views. That's not a lot, but... Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm like, wow, I, I didn't think it would even, like, I just like, I just put it out there. I just felt something or thought something. I don't even think it was a video. I, don't, I think it was just like a text post. It was probably like not even a paragraph, 11,000 views. I was like, oh, it's not. And then I made a post on, I made an article. I deleted it now, but it, I made an article about, it was like smart with money. I deleted it because I thought I wasn't qualified to speak on um, don't do budgeting that. and all stuff uh and they got like 600 likes you're smart don't downgrade yourself there's a lot of stupid people out here doing a lot of stupid work (laughs) let me just say that right now i work for i'm not gonna say too much because it's a podcast but i've worked with companies and i speak to some people and i realize like oh my god i am so much smarter than these people 
uh, and I put myself down because of imposter syndrome, which I discovered that I had that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like saying syndrome. It's just like something like, you know, these fucking people. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they, they got to label everything. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, it's something that I dealt with in my whole life. And I didn't know that that was what it was called. Um, I didn't think I was like qualified for certain things. And it's just like, nah, you got to get out of that mindset. Because there's a lot. And, you know, there's a quote that I always see all the time lingering around Instagram, even on TikTok that says there's a lot, there's a lot of people doing work less qualified than you. Mm. Um, and once you start realizing that you're like yo these people aren't smart <laughs> mic drop that's a that's a mic drop right there um i appreciate that you know it's it's i think it's as humans we kind of overthink things you know what yeah, I'm saying? We like we get we get we caught up in our own mind um and so if people out there <clears throat> when it comes to social media content to sum up what you if you used to sum up if you used to just leave people with one quick nugget about being creative on social What's that bottom line? Just post. Stop thinking about it. I'm literally just taking things that I've learned <laughs> from Gary Vee because literally like he is my virtual mentor. One day I will meet him. Virtual mentor. Um, I have a lot. He is one of my top. He's like my second virtual mentor. Sarah Blakely is my first um, because I love her. She's a great example of like a badass woman. So that's a good, I like, I like that you, so, so my, I got two virtual mentors now that you said that, uh, it would be, first would be Patrick Bay David. Okay. He does like uh, value entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yo, one of the best videos I saw him on YouTube was, um, 10 different roles within a company. He breaks down visionary and operations. And that video made me realize that I was an operations guy. Okay. Um, and I was like, I was like send three, that four years ago. That. Yeah, I'll send you that joint. Um, and then secondly, Liz Davidson. Okay. She has a book called What Is Your Financial Advisor Not Telling You? Ooh, Yo, that that's book is a off good the chain. One for right now. That book Yo, is off the chain. I, I read that like I maybe four or five years ago. People get their finances together, man. I, uh, that's like one thing. That's like a culture talk right there between even like Hispanics <laughs> and like black people. Like we got to help our people get our finances in check, bro. Because like effect like uh, we like to splurge i don't even think that's it i think that i can speak for myself like uh i'll give you a prime example so i moved out here to la and i got into almost like a scarcity mindset because of covid and everything i still have a job with the company that i work for so i do make jewelry that's like my side hustle and then i have another corp i have a corporate job that i work and i got into this scarcity mindset where i was like okay, I'm going to apply to do like Instacart or Uber Eats, right? And then mm-hmm. I realized, I like saw someone talking about it. They're like, you are working from a scarcity mindset because you are scared that you are going to be broke because you've been mm-hmm. broke before. And when I realized that, I was like, wait, I am. Like, why am I thinking about doing Instacart and all this stuff when I literally know about marketing? Like, I know about TikTok. I know about all these different things. I know about right. Facebook. I know about Instagram. I know about uh, Amazon. I know about drop shipping. Like, I could literally offer my services as consulting and get paid fifty to hundred dollars an hour just to consult someone to see if the you know if they have a viable product, if they should even post it on Amazon, right? Like, right. these are things that I know because I've been doing it since two thousand and fifteen. And I have a really great mentor that's taught me a bunch. So like, it made me realize, like, I was like, oh my God, I'm operating from a scarcity mindset. And I think that a lot of our parents and our family members operate from a scarcity mindset. They don't realize what, how much they actually know. 
Um, so they put themselves in this box and they're like, just let me just chase the money. Right. And it's like, no, chase the smarts because you're smart. You're good at something. If you've been doing something for 10 years, you're good at it. So like, let's just say like you have a family member that's been working at, I don't know, I can, what's my cousin? Like, let's just say my cousin, right? Like he's a great example. My cousin worked for a mechanic for a couple of years and then realized like I can run a shop myself. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He didn't stay in the scarcity mindset and say, okay, I'm going to just work a shit ton of hours and make a bunch of money. He was like, no, I'm going to apply to have my own auto shop. And that's how I'm going to make more money. And then I'm going to hire other people to do more work than I do. And I'll just supervise and get the clients and get the business and they can do the work. That's how you don't work in a scarcity mindset. You understand your, 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 um, you understand your value as yourself as a human and all the things that you've learned for the past years. And then you take it to the next level so that you're yeah, not you talk- working as hard. <laughs> right, right. Since you talked about your cousin, I'm going to talk about my cousin because they have a lot of parallels on, you know. So I have a cousin, right? He's a couple years younger than me. His name is Ty. Uh-huh. And, you know, he went to college. <clears throat> I think his, it's in sociology or whatever. And he was a recruiter and, you know, he's pivoted careers and stuff like that. But like, he's very like into investing. Mm-hmm. Like he does trading, you know what I'm saying? He could trade stocks, this and a third, he'd be well-versed in that. And then, you know, with the whole um, cryptocurrency, he's into that. NFTs, any type of investments that be coming out, he'd be on top of that. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and for me, I, I invest, but like, I don't do what he do. And like, I admire him that he's like, yo, I'm going, he's like, it's like, he, I think he says something like he's trying to make, I'm just going to make this number up. Let's say he's trying to make twenty, thirty thousand dollars just with the investing. Like that's, he's trying to like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I respect that. I respect that's, that is a side hustle for him. Like some people, you know, if they have a side hustle, they might not, they may not gross 30 grand, but like, that's what he's trying to do with his, um, with, uh, with investing. I'm like, bro, that's dope. Do you bro um so yeah not having a scarcity mindset is key yeah we i mean i I definitely i'm still like you know i always tell people like i'm a work in progress so i say these things lightly um and i'm still working oh yeah we all are work in progress um but yeah i just like think that you know we all work in the scarcity mindset and it's just like it, it holds us back especially when with investing in women like it is so hard to get people i know to invest and like one thing that this is, I think what shifted my mind really actually what happened was, is like, I don't know when it was, maybe it was when my father passed away. I like, there was like a moment of clarity where I just realized like, yo, ain't nobody going to come and fucking save you. No one's going to come and save you, baby girl. Like nobody, you need to learn and figure it out yourself. Ain't nobody, ain't no man, ain't no woman, ain't no nothing, nobody. <laughs> you need to go save yourself. Like, and then that's when I started investing. I started investing very small, 2016. Um, I got my, my, I had a really great friend of mine who was like, knew I was like trying to level up. I've always been that person. Like since I was a kid, since right. I was like, I don't know. I think since I was like 13 or 12, I was like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Like I've always said it. Like <laughs> my mom was always like, ay, que linda, que she, you're so cute. You know? <laughs> Petting my head, you know? And I still have that mindset. I am going to be the first millionaire in my family. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like that is it. Yeah, savvy, yeah. Savvy. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started investing very small. And I think a lot of people think like, oh my God, I need thousands and thousands of dollars in investments. Like, no, you don't. Because when I've made my first investment, I saved up for, I think about a year. Right. And I started off $5 every week, 
because that was broke as fuck. And I was like, all right, $5 is good because $5 a week I spend on coffee or I spend on stupid shit or a treat or some snacks. Let me just $5 a week. So it went from $5 to 10 to 20 to 30, then 40 and then 50. And then I eventually I got to like $2,000 in my stash app. And that was in 2000, I think 17 or 18, I think it was 2018. And I was reading the Tony Robbins book, which I tell everyone to read this book. It's what that financial joint? Yes, Money Master the Game. And he tells you like, what's a bull market? What's a bear market? And he explains the dips because to me, like as we can all say, like, okay, history repeats itself as one. And the second thing is, is that numbers don't lie. And the third thing is follow the pattern, right? And then my fourth thing about investing is don't look at CSNBC because these motherfuckers are getting paid in the back end to shoot this crazy stuff out. You need to, you need to see what they're doing behind the scenes, not in front of the cameras, because this is all theatrical. Okay. This is all. Yep. So I remember him saying like every three years, there's, there's a dip in the market and then it correlates it. It'll, it'll fix itself. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, when people panic, you buy, when people are cool and chilling it, you sell. And I was like, okay. So what happened was, is in 2018 or 17, I have to look on my, I don't, I can't even look anymore because I switched my stuff to TD Ameritrade. There was a huge dip. And I was like, what companies do I believe in? Tesla, Apple, um, I forget what other companies. I was like, I'm going, and that's another thing too, is when you're investing, don't just go in and invest because some guy on TikTok or Instagram told you to invest in this shit, okay? <laughs> like, do your due diligence. If you don't believe in a company, don't invest in that company. Warren Buffett talks about it all the time. Like, Warren Buffett doesn't invest into shit he doesn't like, <laughs> he doesn't know about. Like, learn right. from this guy who's a billionaire. He's old as shit. Like, he's been doing this forever. Like, why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? Stop learning from Jimmy on TikTok, <laughs> who's 23. Why don't you learn from Warren Buffett, who's been doing it since, I don't know, like, the man's 90. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, yep. and you can still learn from the 23-year-old, but take, there's a reason why that man's a billionaire, and this kid's only a 100000 there. So, yep. Yep. Like, so, anywho, um, where was I getting at this? Oh, so there was a dip. And Apple was super cheap. And I was like, all right, let me just do the damn thing, right? I was like, okay, mm-hmm. these are the patterns. This is what we're, this is what Tony talked about. And I remember I was like, I had only invested at first. I was like, I'm just going to do 300 because I was scared. It was a scarcity mindset. I was like, this is the first time I'm taking $2,000 I'm going to invest. Even 300 was a lot because I'm like, what if I lose it? I don't get it back. But even in the book, he says, don't invest what you're not willing to lose, right? Okay. Once you get over that hurdle of like, not being scared of what investing like now i invest like two three thousand dollars and i don't even look at it i'm just like whatever it's done like you know to me it's just like to me i think of it as like it would just be sitting in my savings account doing nothing or i would waste it on stupid shit um but yeah i saw the dip in apple just to go back i saw the dip i bought i think i bought i can't remember how much i bought i think i bought maybe like two three grand and then i kept putting a little bit more and more every month into Apple. Um, and I sold it this past year in 2000 and last, when did I sell it? 2020, I sold it because I had a return of a thousand and 10%. And I have this thing where I say, am I being greedy or am I being smart? Right. And then right. I was not being greedy. So I sold, I was like, I'm gonna sell it. So I sold it and I made some, a big chunk of change back. Okay. I waited, the bag. To, I waited for it to dip again in December. And I bought more. 
Okay. Um, so that's just the game. You just have to keep playing. There's a lot of different things you can do. You can have a, a Roth IRA, all this other stuff. But I like, I like. Yeah. So there's. Yes. I mean. Yeah. So for me, right. <laughs> I, I, as a teenager, I will watch Dave Ramsey. Then I read. I, listen, 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 I know. <laughs> and then, then I started watching him and um, I, you know, I read that book. What is your financial advisor? And I'm telling you, there's other books that I read. And so for me, like everybody's going to have a style, right? Some people yes. are going to be more conservative. Some people are going to be more aggressive. I'm kind of like conservatively kind of aggressive, like conservatively aggressive. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, like my biggest thing is I'm good at saving money, right? So I have two bank accounts and then I have a FINRA account. Okay. Now, a FINRA account is you know, all financial companies, all financial services companies, it's not at a bank, but you do it through your financial advisor. So I have my financial advisor and I have a FINRA and it's like a savings account. Think of a savings account. But in order for me to get money out, I literally have to call her. I can't text her. I have to call my financial advisor like, hey, I want to take X amount of money out of my FINRA. And she's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And then she'll wire it then it get transferred to my um, bank account. And then I could spend that joint. I think it takes two, three days to transfer, whatever, but that way it's not just sitting in the savings and I could just transfer it and splurge on that joint. It's like, so for me, and then you get, um, out of sight, a out guaranteed, of and then you get out of, I think you get a guaranteed 1.66%. Okay. And at a bank you get 0.0001%. So I'd rather have, instead of having it in a savings account, I would have an ephemera account. So at least it's getting a little, Drawing. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then I have an IRA. Then I have an IRA personally. That's so that's how I, I do it. Do. I haven't started that. I've got a lot okay. of like money just and TD Ameritrade. Um, okay. I need to start doing it. I haven't done it because I just, I'm so used to just taking money. Like I take about 200 to 300 bucks a month and I just invest it. I just like, See, I, I need to learn from you there. though. I need to learn that. That's the side I don't know. I think this is the thing, right? It's out of sight, out of mind. It's literally, that's the thing. Like how many apps do we have right now on our phones that are charging us monthly that we have forgotten about? Yeah, all the time. So if you do the same, if you have the same concept with your money and you're like, all right, this is, I'm going to allocate $200 that's going to go automatically into my savings, into my TD Ameritrade then you don't see it because it automatically does it every time you get paid. And then you're like, oh, this is how much I have because you're, it, I mean, like it's for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. I have TD Ameritrade and I have Robinhood, even though Robinhood, um, like that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like hadn't checked my, my Robinhood in like two months. And then I was like, wait, I should, I was like the other day, I was like, damn, I haven't looked in two months. And then I looked and I was like, oh, I'm doing okay. I'm not that bad. Um, and I think that's another thing too, is like uh, people want this instant gratification when it comes to the stock market. And when, even when it comes to Bitcoin and all this stuff. Um, and that's just not how it works. Like you oh. are going to cause yourself so much anxiety, so much stress, like unless you're day trading and that is your full-time job, you should not be looking at it. Let it go. Let that shit go. Let it just sit there. Let it go. Like, you know, invest smart, you know, look at the aristocrats uh, that have been there for the longest, invested companies that have been there for a long time. You know. One thing, like, for instance, that's why I invested in Apple. Apple's been around for how long? Since I was like 95, I'm 32 now. Like, <laughs> bro, they're not going nowhere. Like yep. they're not going anywhere. Um, 
Coca-Cola. Like I don't support them as a brand, but like if you like Coca-Cola and that's what you drink on a daily, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Those I love Starbucks. Are, yeah, Starbucks. Not I'm always going drinking anywhere. Starbucks. So like invest in these instead of like invest in these companies that you are literally buying shit from. <laughs> invest. Like think about it. Look around and be like, all right, cool. And like to give you even a, more of a gem, and I haven't done this myself, but I need to start doing um is start investing in and this oh, by the way i'm not a financial advisor so please people like do your due diligence and and just fucking do your research yeah i was we, gonna say that at the end that we're not experts we blah, are blah, not blah, financial blah. advisors take please. everything we say with a grain of salt yes you know do saying? your research because i am also combo. i'm dumb i'm dumb smart <laughs> <laughs> i'm dumb smart um think about like okay for instance iphone who makes the parts for iPhones and all the phones that we buy? Mm. They're not going out of business. Facts. Invest in those companies. For instance, I'll give you a gem that my friend told me. Uh, solar panels is going to be the next wave. Like, let's just be honest. Like, people are just going to start doing solar panels because electricity grid and all this other stuff. Um, who makes the product? Who makes, like, you know what I mean? Like, what are the components that are being used in order to make solar panel, panel, panels? Copper is going to go up. All these different little, like little elements are going to go up. So think about it that way. And then also like, you know, look what Warren Buffett's investing in, right? Like listen to him. Cause when I remember in two, uh, yeah, last year he was, when it dipped again, right? Apple dipped again and everyone was like, oh, you're buying more. He's like, yeah, I'm buying more. I was like, done. Not even think about <laughs> it. The smartest man when it comes to finance is literally buying more Apple when it dipped. I'm going to buy more. Like, you know, like just be smart. It's your boy Mason. Thank you for tuning in. If this episode made you think of someone, reach out to them and share this episode with them. And do me a favor, subscribe to the Lunch Break Media Group on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And connect with me. Connect with me on Clubhouse and Instagram. You can find me by typing in Mason underscore the lunch. And if you on LinkedIn, look up Mason Ashad. DM me. Feel free to DM me uh, podcast ideas. If you'd like to be the guest on the podcast, DM me on Instagram, DM, DM me on LinkedIn, or if we're in the same clubhouse room, just shout it out to me if we're on the same stage. All right? Can't wait to hear from you. Or you can text the phone number 585-502-8894.